Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Monday, that would be the associate executive director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Harold Grader, on X at Harold Grader. Harold, what's happening, man? How was your weekend? Had a great weekend, interesting weekend. Good to be back with you. And here we are. Yes. Final week of the regular season. Holy cow, who... The year has zipped by. Yeah, and I bet you're a busy man right now. We, just we a have little, to, d- just d- a little. Decisions to be made. There is decisions there to be made. There are decisions to be made. They won't be made this week. Right. But next week, and then obviously on Selection Sunday, that's when the rubber meets the road. Now, I want to hop back into this a little bit later, but how much, I mean, are, decisions, are they usually in the, in the bowl world leading up to the last week of the season, are they about set in stone or do you wait until that last week of the season to see results to figure it out you know we all have a list probably our schools on each side of the matchup probably down to two or three on both sides uh still waiting obviously to see what happens this weekend right um for us on the sec side of our of the mix you know there are nine current bowl eligible teams there could be an upset or two uh here in the final week where Another team or two would be added to the mix uh, there in the SEC. Uh, so you can't make decisions now, but certainly still keeping a close eye on some several key games for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, both on the SEC side and on the Big 12 side. Now, um, I'm going to hop back into this a little bit later. We'll talk specific teams and sure. what, what the rumors are and what the bowl projections are. We'll get into that a little bit later. But you were in Auburn this weekend. Yes, I'm just going to say that. I, you were in Auburn this weekend. Uh, how was that? I mean, uh, 31 to 10 while paying $1.85 million to New Mexico State. They got absolutely hammered. They got killed. They did. No pun intended by a team that was coached by... Jerry Kill. Yep. <laughs> that is a good point, yes. That, you know, I, no I, no one saw this coming. Of course not. Even, course even the people at New Mexico State. I don't think they expected that. Um, you know, talking to folks after the game, Auburn people, um, they knew it would be a competitive game because New Mexico State's a good football team. But they're coming on the road to play an SEC team you would think ultimately the SEC team would come out with the W. That did not happen. They didn't come close. And folks were stunned. You're telling me they didn't handle they, it right in stride and just sort of... I, they weren't quite sure how to react <laughs> and respond. Uh, I think when it when the score got to 
four there in the four. That's when a lot of fans finally headed for the exits. Yeah. Um, this Auburn team, uh, obviously still a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, not to give them a pass because that was awful. Yeah. You know, and Hugh said it. He said, there is nothing I can say positive about the performance. And rightfully so. Um, you know, it started on the very first drive for Auburn. They had two pass interference calls that led to a touchdown, and boom, right out of the box, you know, it's 7 nothing New Mexico State. The penalties continue. They had nine for 75 yards. Third down conversions, Auburn, a woeful two uh, out of ten. Good uh, total offense, 213 to 414. Just 65 yards rushing for Auburn. Nothing worked. Nothing on either side of the ball. Uh, Even on some special teams, uh, New Mexico State uh, pulled some some surprises on them. So they got outplayed, got outcoached, and, you know, it's one of those that you you just – you have to learn from it if you're Auburn – you know, the biggest lesson, I think, and this is what Hugh talked about after the game, was effort, coming with the effort, not assuming that, that we can just roll the ball out there in a non-conference game like this and, and expect to win. Uh, they're nowhere close to that level uh, with that program yet. And, uh, you know, New Mexico State, credit to them. Uh, credit to Jerry Kill, their coach. He's done a great job. He's done a great job at New Mexico <laughs> State. And uh, their kids, I mean, they were celebrating, and rightfully so, like they had won the national championship. Um, what else can you yeah, say? you can't they, really they, say anything. They, they kicked them up and down the field. And for Auburn, obviously you have the Egg Bowl. I'm sorry, the yeah, Iron Bowl Iron this Bowl. this week. At home against Alabama, a team that, no pun intended, is rolling yep. right now. And you know you, the biggest thing you got to do, I mean, do is, it, is brace for not getting blown out again, even though that is possible. I don't know if I would say likely, but it is highly possible that you know Alabama comes in there and just rolls them again uh, in the Iron Bowl. Um, but from where this program for Auburn was a year ago to where they are now, there is progress. Yes. Now, after you're getting your tail kicked, it's hard to see that progress, but there is progress for this Auburn football program, no doubt. Well, I, I just think always, too, after the Brian Harson nonsense and the transfer yeah. portal was just, you get decimated, that roster doesn't look the same, you bring in Hugh... I don't know. I, I always thought this was a project more than more. I mean, at least a, 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 yeah. until year two, year three, you're not going to judge him based on first year results. Once he gets in a quarterback that he really likes, not named Peyton Thorne, right. once he starts to recruit at a high level, which we've seen him do before. Now, you, we could have conversations about why he was recruiting at a high level and, and what he was doing behind the scenes. But at the same time, we still believe he can do that. We still believe he's a solid football coach. Um 
I, I never thought after year one we were going to judge Hugh's job at Auburn. I think no, I think and we're, I don't think we, that's we're fair gonna to him or any uh, coach that's coming into a situation like the one he took over. Yeah, but we're gonna wait to see. Yeah. And I, I don't. I still, again, I agree with your sentiment when you compare it to where it was a year ago at this time. I still think they're in a in a better, more positive trajectory on a better, yes. more positive trajectory. Um, now, elsewhere in the SEC, we still have Georgia rolling. Georgia, yeah. abs. I mean, they're just, they're they're starting to show their their dominance at this point in the year. Um, they reminded us last week uh, how, how good they were uh, with a 52-17 to win over Ole Miss. But now we have two games in a yeah. row where they pay, played top 25 opponents in conference, and they have won by a combined 90-27. to They're, they're, they're rolling yeah. right now, and they're, they're all, in my opinion, uh, based on the last two weeks, they're playing better than anybody in the country. Yeah, and rightfully, I agree with you, Gabe, and rightfully so that uh, they're the number one team in the country. They'll maintain that uh, when the poll comes out uh, this week. Um, great performance. Uh, again, 38-10, Carson Beck, big game, almost 300 yards passing, three touchdowns, almost 500 yards in total offense. Yep. 470-something. So almost 500. Uh, I was curious how the Mike Bobo experience would go. It's gone pretty yeah, well. You know what? I'm so, I, I agree with you because his – uh, Track record. The, the shine was off yeah. a little bit from for Mike Bobo. 100%. Early in his career, he was the bright young stars, uh, had a head coaching position here and there, rehabilitated with an OC job, yep. but nothing just crazy good. Um, but he came home. Uh, Kirby brought him home, back home to Georgia, and, and I have been impressed with what they've done uh, this year with, with Mike Bobo, with Mike Bobo as the coordinator there. Um as you said, back-to-back wins over top 25 teams. Uh, and, and when I look at the numbers against Tennessee, and to drill down a little bit on the Tennessee side of this, you know, Georgia, one of the things that they have done very, very well this year is convert on third down. And they did that again uh, Saturday against Tennessee. Nine for 13. Uh, yeah, yeah, nine for 13. Wow. Know how frustrating UT, that is, too, just two as a of defense. 11. That's frustrating as hell as a defense, yeah. as an offense, as a team. When you get someone to third down that many times yep. and just let them convert every single time. Yep. Impressive. So yep. they're they're on a roll, uh, gearing up for, again, not to look past Georgia Tech. Uh, they've got in their finale. Uh, but then you have the SEC champion, Georgia, Alabama. It'll be a Donnie Brook. Uh, but Georgia playing really well, peaking at the right time. Here at the end of the year, uh, just playing really, really good football. And then Tennessee, you know, I'm a big believer in Josh and what he's doing over there. Um, but if you're a Tennessee fan, I mean, I can understand there is some some angst. Man, not that they've turned on him or anything like yeah. that. But to be 7-4, and 3-4 and four in the league, um, obviously uh, – the quarterback situation this year much different than it was a year ago. Uh, you know, Saturday against Georgia, you know, Joe Milton just 147 yards throwing, uh, no touchdowns, no picks, but no inter- no no touchdowns. Um, the results aren't there to the expectation of Tennessee. Yeah, um, you know, they have Vandy this week uh, that gets them to eight for the year. Go to a bowl game. Uh, Hopefully you win your bowl game, so you're at nine. 
But to have a four-loss regular season uh, on the hill, uh, that is not the standard. That After is not last the expectation. Season. Yeah. After last season. But here, here's the thing. Shouldn't we? I mean, I had to ask myself this in the preseason as well. Should we have expected a whole bunch more? No Hendon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt out the door, uh, you, uh, Darnell Wright. You lose yeah. some stuff up front, some some, uh, some some juice up front. Lost a couple guys on the defensive side of the ball. It's just, I, it's not the same team. And I think no, eight wins not. in the end of the day. I'm not saying that you should appreciate it after winning ten games a year before, or eleven games, whatever it was. Yeah. But. At the same time, this hasn't been a disaster by any stretch of the imagination, and I think everyone, if we were being real with ourselves, should have understood understood that maybe a step back could have been on the way. But now, when you look forward, Nico I am Lavea, five star quarterback. Yeah, there's got to be hope there. Oh, to move certainly, forward. no doubt. And you know they're they're still recruiting at a high level over there. But as far as this year goes, the back end of the season. Certainly yes. disappointing. You know, they went into the, the, Al- the t- Tennessee went into the Alabama game five and one. Right. They lost that one thirty four twenty something, maybe twenty, maybe it's thirty four twenty. Since then, they have lost three out of five. Yeah. So the trend down the stretch has not been good, and, and that's when you know November is when you know good teams show what they are, uh, or. Average teams to upper average yeah. teams show what they are. So we're seeing the reality of the season for Tennessee. Again, looking at an eight-win regular season. They win the bowl game, nine-win season. Uh, but the trend down the stretch, not good for them. But it's almost one of those, okay, let's get through this year. We know what's coming. We know what we've got on the bench. We know our NIL situation, you know, the transfer portal is going to be there coming and going just like everybody else. Um, so overall big picture for Tennessee, you know, the Josh Heupel era is still, it's nothing but positive. Right. But for this year, these last few weeks, yeah, certainly concerning. The, I think it would have felt better, too, for a lot of Tennessee fans if they just didn't go on the road last weekend and get absolutely yeah. stomped yep. by Mizzou. Yeah, I know Mizzou's good, and they are—they're absolutely a good team. But at the same time, you can't lose thirty-six to seven, give no. up two hundred some odd yards rushing. It's just—they—they they showed that they were on a, at a on a lower tier than even Mizzou this year, and that's definitely yeah. got to hurt. I, yeah. I get—I get what you mean there. Now, um, Thanksgiving football's on the way. I know it's mostly NFL, but we do have the Egg Bowl. Where does where does Thanksgiving football rank on your types of football list? Like we talk about snow football. Winter football, early season summer football. Where, where's Thanksgiving you football know, at? It, it's it's a huge part of uh, the holiday for me. Uh, our family, you know, it's about family, food, football. Yes, uh, football, big part of that. Going way back to my childhood, uh, the Dallas Cowboys are a big part of of our family tradition. Yep, uh, we're you know, I'm a native Texan, lifelong Cowboys fan, and you know the the most memorable game for me. Uh, back in the 70s, I guess it was, uh, was the come-from-behind game for the Cowboys. Clint Longley comes off the bench. Roger Staubach's hurt, and the Cowboys pull off the, the miracle on Thanksgiving Day. And for me, so Dallas Cowboys football on Thanksgiving Day is just a, a big part of the holiday. Yep. And uh, obviously, uh, some years you have the Egg Bowl. This year we do have the Egg Bowl uh, Thursday night. 
Uh, so that'll be a big part of it. You know, the early game, uh, the, whoever Detroit is playing on yes, Thanksgiving Day, yes. that's just quarter. Uh, and know what's great about this year, though? We don't have to hear the complaints of why the Lions are on Thanksgiving Day yeah, because yeah, they're good. Yeah, People will enjoy yeah. that game. And they're that's playing part the Packers, of it, too. By the way. So, uh, you know, so you watch the uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Uh, you turn on the NFL, have a little lunch or a lot of lunch. Then you have lunch again. Uh, somewhere in there, uh, round two of the food, and yeah. then uh, you know, then it comes around to the Cowboys, and uh, uh, that'll be a big part of of uh, the afternoon, and then it goes that leads right into uh, the Egg Bowl. See, it's the it's also the great debate. Is it like when when we're talking about Thanksgiving, lunch or dinner? Lunch or dinner? Do you do you eat your Thanksgiving lunch. food or both? It's always lunch. lunch. It's a late lunch for me. Yeah, it'll be about one o'clock. Start yeah. digging in. Yeah, and then right in between, you know that that middle game. Oh, Middle yeah. game and the late game. I'm, I'll, I'll get. I'll find a nap somewhere. Sure. Somewhere on a couch somewhere. You bet. Yeah. But then you go for round two and round three of the, the turkey and dressing and all the. Oh, of course, of course. Stuff. Round three is usually the next day, though, for me. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Depends on how late that that night game goes. Yeah, I guess so. I guess, I, but I, eating too much turkey that'll just that'll put you out. <laughs> that'll put you out now. Um, now the egg bowl, though, I do want to mention that Ole Miss, and I shouldn't say sneakily, but it, it feels. Like it's been relatively sneaky. Yeah. 10 and 2, likely yeah. what we're looking yeah. at. They're 12 and a half point favorites dealing with Mississippi State. And Mississippi State doesn't have a head coach. No one really expects yeah. him to win this game, but 10 and 2 for Lane Kiffin. Yeah, it's been an interesting year down there. Um, to use, borrow your phrase, kind of a quiet 10 and 2. Yeah. Um, but 10 and 2, nevertheless. Um, and it hasn't been as quiet as the as the first ten wins uh, that, that Lane yeah. had because you have the win against LSU to hang your hat on. Like there is, yep. they have that premier win yeah. this year, and so you expect them to to to, to grab another one uh, this week. Yep. Um. So, uh, you know they're they're in a good spot. Uh, the program's in a good spot. Um, Lane's name again out there a little bit. I don't have a feel for that or an expectation that he's nece- that he's really going anywhere. Yeah. Um, so if you're an Ole Miss fan, lot to celebrate, lot to be thankful for uh, this Thanksgiving, and uh, it's been, it's been a good year for them. And obviously, they're not done yet. All right, another big game this weekend, though, like the biggest game, uh, no question about it, is Ohio State. Yeah. Visiting Michigan. Michigan three and a half point favorites. Michigan actually had a little bit of a struggle against Maryland this past. Weekend, it was it was closer than I thought it would be. Um, now uh, Ohio State just, I mean, they 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 rolled, they rolled. They ended yeah. up beating Minnesota thirty-seven to three. Minnesota's not a very good team though, so it is what it is. How do you see that game right now? I mean, where 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 are you at? That is a that's a playing game to the college football playoff. Yeah, it is. Um, again, a lot on the line in this. Week. It always is, and it always is. Um, I think Ohio State goes in there and gets away with the win. Okay. I think it'll be close. The whole Harbaugh stuff, I'm not sure how much actually any coach on game day. I think the head coach may be worth maybe two or three decisions, but, if they, but often those are critical decisions. But if they but, call plays, it would be different. I don't see that being a huge, huge factor in this one. I mean – He's coaching them all during the week. They know what the game plan is. Then it's just going out and doing it. Um, 
I'm going to give the nod in a close one to Ohio State. If Jim Harbaugh called plays, you'd feel a lot different about him not being on the sideline. Right. I do think it means something, though. Um, but I wonder, this Michigan team's used it as a rallying cry up to this point. And did you get a kick out of We haven't got to catch up on this. They talked about the temporary restraining order and the yeah. temporary injunction from all the sign-stealing chaos. The NCAA, though, the next day comes out with the findings in their investigation. And all of a sudden, we have Chris Partridge fired. Yeah. We, have, uh, we know exactly who the, the booster is that funded the whole operation. Seems like Michigan sort of knew, hey, they're probably going to come out with something tomorrow morning. Let's not fight this. Let's 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 let the courts let's take the courts out of this thing right. for now. Let's just do it. And it's only it was only it's, take the bitter pill, the and, suspensions. And how bitter of a pill was it? It's three games off the sideline. It's not That's that right. bad. No, it's really not. It's yeah. really not. And you know, just to take take that down the road just a little bit, is this the last time Jim Harbaugh or a Jim Harbaugh coached <sighs> Michigan team is playing Ohio State? I got to think, with all the nuttiness that has gone on around him in these last couple of years, and this being obviously the latest one, that there's got to be some separation there. And I fully expect him not to be there next year. Not that they're going to fire him, but but there is a parting of the ways there, and he goes to the NFL. Okay. Okay, but what I mean, you can't have the. I mean, what type of team are we talking about him leaving for? I know. and if there is some type of suspension on the on the you know away from the NCAA like extra suspension or I don't know how yeah. that would work I don't know if they're going to hammer Michigan or him by any stretch of the imagination but um, there is the thought out there that the NFL would you know abide by the terms of that suspension so right. I don't know if that would keep people off of him I doubt it but. I mean, I, I've been thinking this because he has the NCAA has been sniffing around him a little bit too much, and it leads me to believe he is probably fed up. He's probably yeah. fed up with with this level. Yeah, but he's done a damn good job, you know. And you know, if you didn't know all that was going on, and you just look at the numbers, <laughs> here they are. They're undefeated, eleven to zero. Coaches have pride, and when they put a bunch of sweat equity into a program, sometimes it's harder for them to leave. Yeah, that's the only thing that I could see keeping him. But I I've, I tend to agree with you. Ultimately, I tend to agree with you. Too much drama around that guy. Yes. Constantly. Yes. Now, college football playoff, You, you obviously it seems like if you think Ohio State's going to win, Ohio State and Michigan, likely yeah. gone, likely yeah. out. Yep. Um, unless other things were to happen. Uh, well, other things did happen this week. Florida State, Jordan Travis, I, God, I'm praying for that kid. That was so, that was brutal to watch. Yeah. I, I mean, it just snapped his ankle. I, 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 and I, the fact that I saw it on replay and all yeah. this other—it's just so damn hard to watch. I, I, especially at this point in the season with how well they've played and yeah. where they're at, and yeah. we're talking about a college football playoff berth on the line. So that happened, um, and we look at Florida State, going to have to deal with an ACC championship, um, and also going to have to deal with the final week of the season, and. Uh, you have at Florida versus Louisville. I mean, yeah. can, do you think they'll – I mean, you without Jordan Travis – okay, first, there, we've had the debate about, okay, quarterbacks out, how does the college football playoff committee feel right. about it? If they win two more games, if they are undefeated, I don't care who's their quarterback. It could be me out there at quarterback. If they're undefeated yeah. and they run through the ACC, win the ACC title – 
they should be in the college football playoff just based on what we – I mean, we base these decisions off resume in large part. I feel like that that should ultimately get them in. There should be no debate. Well, I, a couple of things there, Gabe. One, I, I think the uh, the news came out earlier today. Norvell came out and said, yes, he's done. done. Yeah. Season's over for that young man. And, and, and it is uh, a tragedy. It's sad that that's happened with the kind of year they've had. Now, impacting the CFP poll, they're coming off. They're still coming off a win. They're still undefeated at 11-0. win. So too. does the committee meeting over the weekend today with the poll that comes out tonight, or rather Tuesday night, yep. will they factor in the injury in this week's poll? Or wait until they see that team perform without him, then make an assessment. Uh, I, I, part of me wants to say that the top four or five this week remain the same. So Georgia, Ohio State. But once State, you see them at Florida without yes, Jordan Travis, I think Tate Rotomaker at quarterback. I don't think they drop Florida State because of the injury yet. Uh, I think they want to see them perform without him. But so, is, I, so I think it's going to be Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, FSU, Washington. That top five stays the same. Now, that committee may have a whole different opinion well, and thought process. But but if, it me, if it's me and I'm on that committee, leave them there. Let's see what they do without this guy. Certainly, yes. Best player on the team, yes. Quarterback, yes. All of that. I'm not sure you make that move this week. Knowing okay, that there's next week. Fair. You know, yeah, we got to see what happens this week against Florida I, and then see what they do in the ACC championship game. Well, okay. let's. You know, you know, obviously Florida's playing with a backup quarterback, too. So it's a little bit of a, a, a draw there. Um, but if Florida can gut it out, they're still playing for bowl eligibility. Um I mean, let, 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 let's let what happens on the field dictate the vote versus okay. speculation. Um, but, again, th- that's just me. I'm an old kind of an old-school guy. Of let, let's see what happens on the field dictate what how the vote goes. Um, but I could see them swinging it the other way. But, I, I personally, I think that would be a, a penalty that Florida State hasn't earned yet. Okay. Or should be. Yes, or should I agree. be held against them. Yeah, let's see what this football team is going to be without him. What about thirteen and zero through the ACC championship? They're in. Yeah, there should be no debate. Absolutely, right? absolutely. I've seen that out That's there. That's why I'm it's saying let let's see what happens on the field. Okay, even if it's give two it close week. games, just get, give, give it a week. Cause, take cause it, make, yeah, take give, these give things a week. week at a time. Because again, the only poll that matters is the one that comes out a week from Sunday on Selection Sunday. So that's why I say, for now, leave them there. Let's see how they perform against Florida. And that, that's just such unbelievable. Now, I know the AP luck. poll flipped Washington and Florida State. <laughs> but for the, for the one that matters, and that's the CFP poll, yeah. I say status quo, let's see what happens on the field. And to have that happen in a North Alabama game where you end yes. up winning 58-13, yeah. it's so hard yeah. to watch. And, and I mean, Jordan Travis is a guy who had Heisman hopes. I, I don't think it's really there, but he had Heisman hopes going into the year. And, I mean, yeah. he, he'll probably be on the top ten list, I would imagine, at some point. 
Um, now, with the Heisman, where are we at there? <laughs> I mean, we have Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix. I mean, I think, you know, based on statistics and, and final result, um, Bo Nix would be my leader in the clubhouse. Where where are you at on that? Jaden Daniels' stats are great, but his team's lost a few games. Yeah, I hear all that. Yep. And I know that team success is a part of the equation that that people put into the mix when that where they're making their decision. The Heisman is supposed to go to the most outstanding, most outstanding player. player. For me, despite the losses for LSU, to me, Jane Daniels is still number one. He would get my Heisman vote today. I agree with you. Um, I'm saying but, who I but, think but, will but, win. But you know what? I have no argument with Penix. No argument with Bo Nix. I would put Marvin Harrison Jr. in there because right. the impact that he's had. He's out of. If I had to do a, a top four, Harrison would probably be four for me. But but Daniels, um, and again, uh, those three quarterbacks that we're talking about, Daniels, Penix, and Nix, stats very similar well, among the among those three. Not much difference. When you start looking at the numbers, passing numbers maybe. Yeah, passing numbers. Jaden Daniels, but rushing Jayden numbers. Daniels, oh this is gosh. why he's my number one. You know, passing thirty six hundred yards. Uh, Penix thirty seven hundred. Bo Nix thirty five hundred. But it's the running. Uh, you know, Daniels a little over a thousand yards uh, rushing, thirty six touchdowns. Thirty six touchdowns yep. on the year for that guy. Only four picks. Yep. So from a quarterback's position, a dominating the game position. It's been Jaden Daniels. I think it's an easy call. But again, any of those three quarterbacks, I would say are legit. Um, but again, I would be surprised if Daniels is, isn't the guy. And really what blows me away is like you just look up and down even in their losses. He hasn't had a bad game. Right. He has not had a bad right. game. I mean, you could maybe do the floor uh, against Florida State. Maybe that that was his worst game of the year, but it's still 350 throwing the ball with that a was, TD. That was the opener. Yeah, but that that's was what, not a bad game. No. He played well. No, exactly. <laughs> uh, the three losses, I just – the reason I'm going Bo Nix, I think three losses might dock him, you know, by the end of this whole thing. Yeah. But I think if I'm being realistic with myself, who has been better? Jane Daniels has meant more to his team, and I don't even yeah. think it's close. A thousand yards rushing, ten TDs, thirty-six to four TD to INT, thirty-five hundred yards. He has forty-six overall touchdowns. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and he's doing it in the SEC every week. Yep, it's impressive stuff. That's why he gets my vote. Yeah. Now, uh, final thing here. Yeah. AutoZone Liberty Bowl options. Let's talk through it. Let's talk through it. I, first, I do want to bring this up because this is a rumor out there, and I, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying you have to give me a whole bunch to work with here, but. University of Memphis conversation has come up. Uh, it's, it and, has. And it's, I, I've seen, you know, Brett McMurphy put out his projections. He projected Memphis versus Iowa State, replay of the 2017 game, my final game in college, believe it or not. So um, yeah. if you can, shed a little light sure. there on what's, on what's going on. So let's walk through that process for us at the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. We'll go to the easy side, right. Big 12. That is a selection order. We have the fourth choice of teams, so when it gets to us, on Selection Sunday, whatever bowl-eligible teams are remaining on the table, it's our choice from Simple, that Simple, straightforward. Pretty straightforward. And right now, who's on that list? As we project it out, I think it'll be a, 
one of these three teams more than likely for us. Iowa State, K-State, West Virginia. Okay. Good choices. What it's looking all good like. choices. Uh, all teams we've had before, all teams that travel well to Memphis, they all enjoy the trip here. They have great fan bases. So we can't we can't go wrong with any of those. So I think that's where we are on that side. SEC side gets a little bit more muddled. But again, just to tell folks, you know, what are the facts, we're one of six bowl games in what is referred to as the SEC pool. Yep. Within that pool, we turn in a list, one, two, three, here's who we'd like to have. The schools do the th- same thing, one, two, three, this is where we'd like to go in theory. If one's match on those lists, that team should be going to that bowl game. But there's a big caveat to all of that in that process. Ultimately, within that pool of six bowl games, the SEC office assigns us all our teams. We're all equal. We pay the same. The one negative when it, in comparison to those other five bowl games within the pool, they all play in NFL stadiums. You yep. know the, the the situation here. I mean, it's not like we're we're not playing in a dump, but because the sight lines are great, the experience yep. within the stadium is great. Tiger Lane, great fan experience for tailgating, all of that. So the game day at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium and the you can fit a bunch Liberty of folks Ball in the stadium is too. as good as as it comes. Yep. Does it have all the creature features you want? No. And that is something the SEC will look at under the current situation, which is currently nine bowl-eligible teams. Projection that the SEC will have three teams in a combination of the playoff and New New Year's Six. Citrus Bowl has the next choice. Then you get to the pool of six. So right now, are there going to be enough teams to go around for the SEC? Maybe, maybe not. Some key games coming up on this weekend. Um, there's a nuance within our agreement with the SEC uh, that we think is favorable to us. We shall see. But, again, ultimately it's the SEC putting a team in our game. Now, if it doesn't work out that way and things play out in a different direction, yes, we have a relationship with the American. Yep. Hence your reference back to 2017 when the Tigers were here. Uh, That was – Phenomenal for us. At that point, we had never had the Tigers in our 60-plus year history. It was a special year for the Tigers. Lots of momentum, lots of excitement. It worked out great for us to have the Tigers play right. Iowa State that Absolutely. year. Absolutely. We'll see how things play out. Could the Tigers be in our game? Could some other American team be in our game? Yes. Are we looking at all of that? Yes. We're yes. looking at all the various scenarios in the Big 12 all the various scenarios in the SEC, knowing that the SEC, it's their call on whether we have a team and what team that is ultimately. But we're looking at all of that. So, yes, Tiger fans, is it a possibility? Yes. Things will become a little clearer after this week's games. <laughs> That's for sure. With, with our SEC uh, relationship there and what's going on within the SEC. Um, so, I wouldn't necessarily pencil it in now. Right. Is it a possibility? Absolutely. Yep. We'll see. Yep. Then I think that's pretty well laid out. Pretty well laid out. Um, so, possibility. But yeah. we'll see how everything clears up you by the time we get to the end of the last week of games. So. Yeah. And, and to Tiger fans, you know, celebrate the year. Uh, I know Saturday was disappointing. Yep. Everybody had kind of pushed 
all the chips to the middle of the table, so to speak, uh, for that SMU game. Uh, but this is still a an eight-win football team. Yep. Possibility of going to nine. Very possible to be nine. If you win your bowl game, you're at ten. Um, look, we know there's a lot of talk out there. Some folks are happy. Some aren't, even at eight wins. Uh, we'll see how all that plays out. But enjoy the success of the season. I know we talked about this yep. last week. And, again, I, I know everyone's disappointed. The opportunity to play for a conference championship isn't there. But the Tigers are sitting there as an eight-win football team. Lots to be proud of. Lot to be happy with. And you may not be happy about how they got there, but they're there. Yep. Enjoy the success. Yep. Well stated yet again. I mean, I, I come to expect nothing less from Harold Grader, the Associate Executive Director of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Harold, I appreciate it. We'll do it again you next bet, week. Gabe. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.